Here's a good one, too. How do you guys set goals? Because exactly like you just said, like, it changes so much. We find trouble sometimes setting goals, and we're both very goal-oriented people, so we mm. like to, you know, we like to put some forethought in why are we doing what we're doing? Like, where, what end is this action bringing us to? We like everything to be intentional, um, and it takes a lot of effort to do that. It doesn't just happen organically. You have yeah. to prepare, but because we pivot so frequently we sometimes find difficulty even setting those goals in the first place because we're just like, the, by the time that we actually figure out what we want the goal to be, next month we're pivoting into something else. We're like, I don't want to be stuck on this goal now because it's not even what we're looking to do. All right, before before we get into this episode, we got strolling for service dogs, April 23rd, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Garden of Reflection in Lower Makefield. We got a dog walk, puppy kissing booth, local vendors, Di Lorenzo's Pizza, games and activities um, hosted by Alpha Alpha Bravo Canine. Uh, it's a charity that trains, donates uh, service dogs to military veterans with uh, combat-related injuries. Um, if you've been listening to the past episodes, I'm not sorry. And if you're just now tuning in, we hope to see you out there. It's good cars uh, raising money for uh, people in need. So. Yeah. Get, get it Let's in there. Go. Yo, yeah, dude. We fucking made it now. <laughs> yeah. <Let's> do an ad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fires me up. Yeah, so we got Andrew and Tyler, uh, Axe Philly, back in the studio. Um, we'll say the most reoccurring duo, deadly duo, right. on the podcast. Someday, I think that by the next episode, you'll be the most reoccurring guest. Okay. Um, am, am I looking at that one and those? Uh, uh, this is yours. That's... Wow, you, you got to say something important. He's like, no, I got it. You don't have to look at any of the cameras. It's just look into this. Just curly just blues. Want to, you know, understand the full setup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's your camera. In case there's like any hiding. <laughs> boop, boop. Can't see me. <laughs> I mean, you got your hat on and everything. Just just put yeah. your hood up. Be like, yeah, yeah Tyler. Fine, yeah. Bro, this is Are you okay? Are you on like mushrooms or something? <laughs> <laughs> Look at his head when I, I do. Yeah, next next time Andrew's having a bad day, let me know. I'll just send him a squishy face pic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, keep it going, dude. So it's been a minute since you guys have been in here last. You have hired a media person. Yep. Yeah. Things are looking up. We have we have one hire, and it's a, a media chick. You've only hired one person since last time? Yeah. How are you guys? It's just us two still. Yeah. We really, we need, like, a project manager, and we're like, fuck it, let's get someone to run the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of hard to, like, fill in that position. Yeah. We've, we've tried to hire people... Um, to be project managers specifically hired for that role. Mm -hmm. um, and it never probably because of our own failures at human being, human beings, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work out the way you want it to, because like, here we go, dude, <laughs> he's going to attack you soon. <laughs> dude, it's the Andrew love. He's like, Oh, here's another Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what ends up happening is like you, you get somebody who has their way of doing things yeah. And if that's not in line with how you do things, well, so we then you got like, a huge problem on your hands. Dude, exactly because of that, we were debating on like, all right, so if we do hire this project manager person, should we go with someone 
that's like, you know, been in the business for 20, 30 years, more experience, like knows more than us and can actually add value in that perspective. Or by this point, like we have a pretty solid operation, a really good list of subs and that's always growing and shrinking, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and we have, you know, some systems set up for ourselves, but like, so maybe it would be better to just hire someone that's not experienced, but just extremely coachable that we could bring on and teach them our, and it's like, we go back and forth on that. Definitely. Um, I think it, it's hard to hire people with that amount of experience for companies our size. Right. Just because really, companies like, yeah, and they want to work for companies that have, you know, company trucks, 401ks, paid vacations. Um, they want to work on, you know, the projects or they want to work on like specific types of projects. And it's like, well, we do what makes money. Yeah. We need you to show up and do a good job. Yeah. But whatever's making us money, it's not always going to be the most Sure. spot like we have like our competition that's not actually our competitions like spire homes poleg like they're much bigger companies than us or established so they like when you look at their job ads so like hiring full-time project managers and lead carpenters mm -hmm. get your truck day one yeah, yeah. with benefits yeah. and paid vacation and all this stuff and it's like damn you're like, we have a podcast studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I try, I mean, we have cool sweatshirts and jackets. <laughs> it's like, we try and make up for it and... Um, cutting boards? Yeah, cutting boards, <laughs> epoxy projects that don't go don't go right, but you can be a part of it. Yeah. Be a part of the chaos. You want to be on the YouTube channel? You can be YouTube famous. Yeah. yeah. You want to be something? You want haters? <laughs> yeah, you want some haters? <laughs> Shit, so you got haters. Yeah, dude, there's a there's like a whole chat on our one video where I have like, you know those melon hats? that yes. they like. So I bought two of them a while back just to see if they were legit They're i gotta legit. i gotta yeah they are legit they have that little thing right there underneath yeah for where your thumb is so you don't get mud on your hat yeah or yeah what were you thinking just like grease or something yeah it's greasy fingers yeah, you know like any anything it's and you would never think of putting something in there like that but when i got the hat i was like what is this because I, I hate think stick I take my hat off right the stickers on the hat, I'm like always like, get these stickers off here. Oh, yeah, I've seen this brand. I'll and, yeah, it has this thing. So Wait, but I, that hat in particular, I don't like. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> dude, hop, hop on the YouTube and start hating. <laughs> because I have this hat on in a video, and the comments are like, about my eyes, how good looking I am. And then there's a whole list of being like, I framed houses for 40 years. You don't wear a pink hat on a job site. Cause like the camera lens made the hat look a little bit less than maroon. So it was exactly this one. The, exactly that hat. Yeah. There's like a whole list of people just talking shit on why I shouldn't have that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have yeah, to, they're, they're a bit blocky for me. No, it's just that, that style. You don't like that style? I might make Not a burner the, and talk No, shit there's on other you. styles that I like a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's some people talking shit on my brim, my brim not being bent. And I'm like... Well, it's too flat, and it, and the front's too flat. You know what? Maybe these haters are right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're not haters. Maybe they're supporting. I think they were hating more on the color than it was the actual hat. There was yeah. a couple comments about the brim not being bent. People said like it was pink. Color. Yeah, yeah it's maroon. Yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah, color. Oh, okay, so it's not the color. It's the style. You, what, yeah. Damn, so you guys really made it. 
You got we legit, we have <laughs> multiple haters. Yeah. From different we're internationally hated. We got Canadians hating on us. Is this yeah. the lentil thing you're assuming they're Canadian or do you know for a fact? Oh no, there's people that have announced that they're from Canada and in Canada we call it lentils and I can only do like an Austrian accent, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with the with the Canadian. That was a German that moved to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a lentil, yeah. <laughs> I still sound, still sound in German. Damn it. You really you got one trick in the bag. Yeah, dude. It's right. my la- uh, my last name's German. I look kind of German. Yeah. You're like the tannest German I know, so I don't know well, what's going on. I got some on. Italian in me, brother. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You've got like the whole Third Reich. <laughs> I got, I got Mussolini, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, right on. Right on. Yep, yep I got some fucked up DNA. When this whole... <laughs> <laughs> when this whole like Ukraine thing kicked off, I was like reading some history about World War II, and I read this like fact that like I completely had forgotten about. Everybody thinks that like the first cur- country that Germany invaded in World War II was Austria, obviously, but the Austrians actually voted prior to the invasion and they just said yeah we want the germans here so it wasn't even an invasion like the austrians literally were like yeah we want germ this was like 70 like percent the like, hey, yeah they're like mind. yeah bring them bring them over we want it's them wild. we want to be on the german team what was that about the ukraine what was i reading i was just yeah. reading about like how what happened at, like basically i went back a little further than i intended i was trying to be like what how did like the soviet union fall when did it fall who was in power, like, you had Stalin. Ukraine used to be a part of Russia, right? It was like part that? of the USSR, yeah. yeah. That's, like, what, not, yeah, not Russia, I guess, right? It was a Well, Soviet, I mean, I guess it's, Soviet. yeah, it was the Soviet Union. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, I think Russia just thinks like it's like, all Russia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Next time you come in here, I'm going to have a helmet and everything for you. <laughs> if I can't find like a legit German helmet, I'll just buy you one of those motorcycle helmets the dude wear, the guys wear when they're riding those like. Nice. Those like whatever, those two, those three wheel cars. I want to get one of those. Yeah, you, I want to get a motorcycle. You want to get a motorcycle? Yeah, because I'm like, so I was in Florida and my boy has one. And what's he have though? A uh, Triumph Bonneville. Okay, Actually, it's a pretty sick one. So. Yeah, no, that's that's a but um, it's a hipster bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I want, like this like cafe racer sort of looking thing. Okay. Um, but I so I was like on hit. He was teaching me how to ride it, and I am so fucking bad. <laughs> like I cannot ride a motorcycle, dude. Just get like just get a cheap bike off yeah. Craigslist, potentially get stolen. A, just get a dirt bike, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I need to learn. I need to learn on a dirt bike, like in grass, so I can actually learn like the clutch. Gas not a not a bad idea. Can you drive yeah. stick? I, I mean, I never have. What was that? <laughs> no, yeah, so we'll say maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah probably. we yeah. don't know if you can or can't. So right. it's, it's quite possible you could. Right. Yeah, and plus you're German, so like you know, pretty good engineering skills mm-hmm. there. That's exactly right. Right. Italians have sick cars. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably drive I probably stick. Could, I could drive stick. We yeah. could go out in the parking lot and find a car with <laughs> find some like random girl with a Ford Focus and be like, "Hey, can this uh, <laughs> this gentleman drive your car real quick? We have something to prove." <laughs> Only Ron was still here. He'd love yeah. to drive his car. Yes, yeah, oh, Subi Lou. Touch his car. Touch his car. Yeah. yeah, he'd probably be like, don't even look at it. Yeah, yeah. he would say no. He'd be sure. like, no way, Yeeks. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys still do a lot of work with Ron? We got a couple jobs going with his crew. Yeah. Fair amount, yeah. He's busy. He's super busy. Yeah. We're I mean, get- dude, that's like the classic. We realize, like, no matter who the contractor is, which is good for our business to have multiple because they go through waves of being busy and not busy and and naturally, as they get more busy, sometimes before they're ready, they get a little bit less efficient. Um, so, like, even someone that's really, really good, we've realized, like, 
it's good to have multiple crews. Yeah, do you how do you guys bid stuff out? Like do you get multiple bids on each project or sometimes do you just like, oh, this guy falls in the budget? We will go with this guy. Yeah, yeah. it's a mix, I guess. Mm. Um just depending on timeline. Um and depending on who it is. Recent experience it's with that particular person. Um you know, yeah, budget. It's just kind of like a feeling. We don't have a system for it yet. Mm. Um, if if we have a number in mind based on, like, what the last one cost and that mm. person we know is reliable, they come in, they hit the number, like, I'm probably not going to get other quotes and shop it and waste that time because I could be doing other things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially since you guys don't have a project manager or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. you got to pick and choose. How, like, how this past year have you found that, like, you've been having like a lot of subcontractor problems with like availability. We're just getting crushed with people just not having enough people. They're super busy because the market's hot and they're like, Oh, we are, we don't have enough people. We can't get to you in time. So we have to like make new, we've been making a, like a lot of new friends in the we subcontractor grind, or at least yeah. trying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't I mean, always go so well. It's a constant cycle, dude. Like adding people on, dropping people off to the roster. Mm. And like, just when we think we have someone that's good, they take, Five months to do a foundation. Like, yeah. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, geez. You know, and it's crazy because, like, you we, said you had it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they were just were crushing jobs before. Yeah. You know, and, like, doing such a good job leading up to it. And then we assume this whole project's going to take seven months. And now the foundation just took five, you know? So I, you were definitely catching some, some delays with that. Um, but honestly, from talking to people, like, everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers are just nuts right now. <clears throat> like the cost for shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the cost of why. Like every time I talk to an electrician, like other than Ron, their first thing is like, yeah, I mean prices. Do you know what the cost of Romex is right now? Mm. It's like Jesus. The wire. We all know the wire is expensive. Right. Two by fours are expensive. Just give me your goddamn price. Right. I don't need to hear about how it's yeah, going to be more than the it. last time. <laughs> or they'll bid stuff like some of our projects take probably similar for you guys. Like sometimes you you get a hold of a project. And then through design and planning and permitting and everything like that, like you get the upfront prices, but by the time you actually get to executing, a lot of time has gone by. So when you get like that revised proposal, you're mm. just not anywhere close to what you originally were at. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had like a really good example of that. And this is kind of an extreme example, but we had uh, the facade. One of our buildings has to be fully done in steel. There's like a 13 foot cantilever. So the whole thing is steel. And we quoted it out when we were first, like, just got our zoning approval through a variance. And then it just took forever to submit and get approved through the city. We had to submit, like, three or four different times. So it took, like, you know, six, seven, eight months, whatever it was. And then we, when we bid it out initially, it was, like, it was like 13 grand for the facade. And then now it's 42 grand. Same 13 guy. 13 to 42. Same contractor, or you had to switch uh, it up? I don't even remember if Kyle, do you remember? I mean, we didn't bid that one out. We have a GC on that. Okay. So I'm not sure exactly. So you hired, like, a different company to manage the whole project, essentially. Yeah, we have, like, right now we're probably half and half on our jobs, right? Oh, uh, we have three, right, with Kyle? Yeah. So you have, have one company that'll GC, like, a few of your projects at a time? Yeah, it's just mm. kind of how it happened this time. Mm. Um, we You're still managing stuff? stuff? Yeah, everything else. Yeah, the, the smaller stuff, <clears throat> the one- and two-unit stuff. Okay. And there's, like, 20... 23 units or something right now. 12 are with Kyle. Nice. Yeah. So anything like larger than like what you can handle like physically, you get a guy with like a team 
that can have like a, he has like a punch out guy and things like that. Yeah, it's like Carpenters. a mix of bandwidth and uh, experience. Okay, the, the three and four unit stuff at the time that we you know teamed up with Kyle, he knew like way uh, we didn't know anything about that. Like those jobs have certain intricacies and um and, and different requirements and stuff that he was familiar with that we weren't. Yeah, so yeah, it it's not like an exact system goes that we have with that. Faster. Yeah, it's just like it's if there's like one too many variables. You know, like, oh, we're working on five jobs at once right now. That's more jobs than, than you know, Ty's ever managed before. Plus, this is a, you know, a, a four or five unit or whatever. And there's, like, structural work and there's, you know, whatever. Like, each of those things is sort of another variable for us. And, you know, we can kind of just feel when it's too many variables. We're like, okay, we need to outsource this. We'll pay a GC fee to have this one taken care of. So are like are you still doing a lot of, like, buy and hold projects where you're buying property and then renovating it? and then leveraging that improved value to do more? Or are you selling, like, a lot of this work? Oh, it's, uh, so I think, like, right now it's, like, we're basically out of the 23 or so we're working on, we're keeping, like, two-thirds of the units. But I think with projects, it's, you know, maybe eight projects or nine projects, and it's, like, 50-50. Has anybody come to you guys yet to, like, build them something specifically? We built one for Francis. Well, Ty built one for Francis. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Where he's living now? Mm-hmm. Oh no way! Yeah, how'd yeah. that go? Pretty uh, smoothly. It was a tricky job just because of the um, the house. It's like uh, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's like a weird house for Philly, and it's like, almost like a condo. It's it's like Twelfth and Fitzwater, but like this row of of homes has a front and a back row. So like the front door to the house was in the back. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. That kind of makes sense. So it was like a little alley. I kind of know what street, like like that area pretty well. So yeah, I think I know which houses you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all the mechanicals, the way they built them, they were probably built like in the 70s or something. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a 1920s house. Um, But they're all like tucked in the corner and we were supposed to do like a cosmetic like renovation and it turned into a full gut. But (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I mean, you got to be classy. It was fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, working with Francis was fine. Um, the, the finishes he picked were pretty sweet. So it was fun to like bring it to life. I, I think he was, Francis was like, was good to work with, but just in general, like we just, after that job we talked about and we're like, all right, if we ever do work for anyone else again, like that, we're going to charge probably triple what we charge. And and him. we charge him a like, fair fee, you know, like it, like it, it was a win for him. And like, mm-hmm. it, like comparing to what other, what, what we see in the market, what other guys charge for similar things, like it was in line. But for us, it just didn't feel worth it. No. We'd rather just like. I mean, dude, we made 15 grand on it, but it was the same amount of work that it would be to flip a house. And it's like our, our bottleneck right now is just bandwidth. Yeah. So, like, so this is. That so you, took have up a some full pi- you have a full pipeline. Yeah. And you literally are just chipping away at like a pretty extensive list of stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So then it's like, okay, so this now, this job we made 15 on, but it was the same amount of work as a flip, which you make, you know, three, four, five, ten times that. Yeah. So just it it the opportunity cost is too high. So if we did it again, I mean, there's definitely intangibles, right? Like you uh, you don't have the the risk of you know the deal not selling and you losing money. There's uh there's not really like carrying costs. Um, you know, there's definite benefits to it. Did you guys do that because you knew more. Francis, or yeah. you kind of? Yeah, he asked us like more as like a favor, as like, hey, you know, I'm like full court doesn't want to do this anymore. They're doing bigger stuff. 
uh, I talked to a couple other guys. Like, I can't really find someone that, like, wants to do this style of job. Would you guys mind doing this one for me? Like, just tell me what you would need to do it. Uh, and it was our first time doing something like that. So we're like, all right, we'll just charge you 15% on construction costs. You know, cost 100 grand. Um, so we ended up making 15 on it, which was fine. And it's like, like I said, it's like fair, you know, yeah. the competition. Is that how like people are charging for management down in the city? They're charging like a percentage of construction. Yeah. That's usually, that's what we've seen. I mean, but I've right now, I think most people are at like 18% from what I've seen. It's usually like 15 to 18%, uh, like cost plus model, but then they just fix the fee, mm. you know? So like we'll, as a percentage, instead of like, like we'll, our fee is fixed, Per month for the extent of your project or oh, it'll really? be it'll be capped on like certain like if your house if we say your house will take 12 months to build we'll like say like well it's 12 months times x if we Got don't you. do we, right. it's not a percentage it's like an amount of money yeah oh, but you, so but I, yeah i'm curious about this yeah yeah you fix that fee though right mm -hmm. so it's like okay we're assuming this is going to take 12 months whether it takes 10 or 15 you're making the same amount you're just basing your fee off 12 months Yes and no. Sometimes it goes for the length of a project. Like we have a project that started probably two years ago and it started out as like X and then it turned into the whole fucking alphabet and we're still mm -hmm. there two years later. We'll probably be there for two more years. <laughs> like we so, just keep charging them a monthly fee to manage the whole project because it's gotten so out of hand. Interesting. And they know this. They yeah. like they know what they're like. They're we're gonna want to add this. We want to do this, and it's like they're some of our clients are um, like we have like NDAs and things like that where we like we can't like do any photography. Mm -hmm. We can't, you know. You're just saying because the clients are, are they're just that? they're like uh, either like higher net worth <laughs> individuals or people mm -hmm. that are in the public eye um, that just don't want people knowing where they live, what's mm -hmm. happening in their house. Yeah. Does like they don't want any exposure. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so stuff like, and not necessarily those types of projects, but like sometimes projects like are so undefinable that it's like open-ended. Mm -hmm. So we'll charge like the, the fixed amount in an open-end fashion. When it finishes, it finishes. Um, and this is like, you're not working for other investors doing this. You're usually working for a homeowner. Yeah. Right. And like building them exactly what they want. And they have full reign to customize whatever. Yeah. Is the Do money flowing through them? And they just pay you your fee or is all the money for the project? Everything flow flows through? through us. Yeah. Yeah. So like that project management fee is like our set project management fee. Everything else it like has different conditions depending upon the project and you get also. The, ma the management fee monthly? Monthly. That's a pretty cool model. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was curious like how you set up your projects with the team the size of the team that you have. Yes, yeah, so like their pat that predictable like, yeah, our team is, is pass through. <laughs> you fucked it up. It is a word. Yeah, yeah, so predictably. Predictably. Yeah, I caught you. There's like yeah. seven Bs in there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we have like, we have renovations. Then we have like spec style homes that are all like we have investors on or we we own and then we sell them, and then we have, like, full custom clients. And all of the models are very similar in the sense that, like, the project management fee is fixed. Um, like, if we have a lead carpenter on that, that's additional to the project management fee because he's a carpenter. He's not managing the project. Mm -hmm. um, laborers, 
they're, it's like treated as kind of like subcontractors mm-hmm. in a way. And those are your guys that work. There are our employees. You. Yeah. Does that fee totally go to them? Like that's how you pay them or no, like the project fees? management fee goes to Audex revival. Like they're paid yeah, I mean, separate like they're, from their fees though. Like you had, you said you have like a carpenter. That so like their like rate is whatever we charge for that position is charged to the customer based yeah, upon right, how okay. many hours or whatever they do. Right. Gotcha. Um, some of that stuff's bid. Um, some of it's like stuff that has to get taken care of. Like it's all, um, John does like all the budgeting, pr- like pre-project budgeting. And then like the project managers are kind of like responsible for man- maintaining the budget. Mm-hmm. So like while the project's going on, we'll get like, say like, well, Ron's like my electrician at like the Buckingham house we're building. And that mm-hmm. house is like over 8,000 square feet. We said that house will yeah. take, you know, 12 to X number of months to build. We'll, you know, say like the cost of building your house is this in terms of project management fee, which is, that's just straight profit at that yeah, point. Right. Um, or like my time or John's time. Like there is time associated with it. It's yeah. not just like money in the bank. Like mm-hmm. some of that does get depleted by, you know, time value. Yeah. But um, it'll be anywhere from like, you know, 10, 12, 15, $20,000 maybe depending on how difficult the project is. Like we have, you know, projects in our pipeline that are, insane homes yeah Mm. that are just like what Mm. like how do we even allocate like what is the project management cost like there's so many details Mm. like you you have to have one dedicated person to that so as we grow the like projects we're bidding on um as like spec neighborhoods or different things like that the budget includes a project manager fee to pay a project manager and then it also includes that additional like cost to build your home mm. so rather than like say cost like to build your home you're saying is the budget that you draw up y- yeah and th- yes and no it's like more that like f- 10 12 15 thousand dollar fee is billed to us as your builder so mm. instead of marking up like everything exorbitantly on your project and mm. us slamming you with change orders it's like you kind of get the you know buffet option where it's like hey look like We'll build you whatever you want for mm. this amount of money a month. Right. But, and you never get pushed back, or maybe you did, you know, before you kind of like built the reputation you have of like people not trusting that uh, you're going to go slow. Well, well you, you so cap like, it, you said, right? We'll cap it for people. Oh, okay. Sometimes there's no cap just because like them, the project just. It starts out as a kitchen, and the next yeah. thing you know, we're renovating a whole fucking house and adding an addition. And it's like, look, like this project was supposed to take four months, and now we're two years later. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we're still billing for it. Yeah, it's an open conversation at some point where it's like, hey, look, like you've added way outside of what we originally agreed upon. So like, we're going to keep billing you. Um, but usually we'll cap it. Um, we we do occasionally. I'd say our our kill ratio is like nine out of ten. That you hit the goal that you... We'll, we'll sell 9 out of 10 projects that we t- we touch mm-hmm. based upon that model. Like, mm-hmm. we'll have one customer turn away out of 10. Right. When you say sell, you mean, like, get like, a contract. Yeah, we'll contract 9 out of 10 leads. That you pitch, right. When you do something like that, do they own the land, and then you're just building for them, or are you owning the land and selling it like you do a development? Uh both uh typically we like them to own the land or there'll be some sort of like transfer at that point like you're saving money doing that right you transfer it once instead of twice yeah exactly and for the lower number exactly mm-hmm. and then they're getting like 
the benefit to the customer at that point is like say say their land was 300,000 and then they put a million dollar cost home on it mm-hmm. that's probably going to refi at 3 million dollars damn so like they're like the customer has the land equity they get a construction loan against the land they build the house then they refi the whole project and then what they the cost of what they built and what the home could sell for usually there's a huge margin in there for them wow Sick. yeah it's gnarly so like sometimes like usually people that push back against the whole model are people that have like think they're going to get taken advantage of and i'm like look look the whole reason we set it up this way is so we can't take advantage of you it's open book like you literally like if you want to know what we spent on porta potties you can fucking see it mm-hmm does not matter to us like the entire project's open book like our fees are what they are if you want to build with us this is what it costs so like site maintenance isn't even out of your fee no like you, you, that's a part of the project that's and a part that's of the project you know you come up with your monthly fee number because you know what it costs for your whole team to Ye- be successful right yeah so like pay that fee is essentially like that's not even that doesn't like if the team shows up and has to do stuff there that's billed to the customer as well. Mm. That fee is like essentially our fixed profit. Yeah. Mm. So instead of us being like, hey, we could make stupid money off your project, mm. but we'll make this fixed amount, which is usually reasonable, mm. or you could just bid it out and we could do it the traditional way, which we don't do anymore. Mm. And everything's marked up. If you change something, that's a change order, mark it up. Like, and usually at the end of projects like that, you have unhappy customers. This way you like our profit, like whether or not you build a million dollar house or a $2 million house in this whole scenario, our profit's the same. But you're still like, you're still creating a budget for them. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. The whole, the whole budget's made deal with overages. Yeah. Like what if they pay it? Yeah. Mm. Got you. But you set that expectation up front. Yeah. That's all very clearly communicated to the customer. Yeah. It's a, it's a budget. It's a guess. So uh, yeah, I mean. John is really fucking accurate when it yeah. comes to budgeting. Yeah, you, you, I mean, he's been doing it a long enough time that yeah. he's like, if he's off on things, mm-hmm. it's not his fault. It's because it's something like in the world, condition. the market conditions mm-hmm. changed. Like, you know, when we started, when he f- initially bid that house in Buckingham, it was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Shitloads happened in the last two years. That's crazy. And now gas costs. Th- like 50% on construction. Yeah, there's things. And like that customer is also like, what? what style house we thought we were building and then what we ultimately built like maybe and i'm just like speculating i don't know this to be true but like maybe his income went up or maybe he changed his mind maybe his style changed up a little bit maybe he started taking like hey like you know i initially wanted to do this type of like variable speed you know heat pump and solar panels but now i want to do a geothermal system because I read about that. Like, there's things like that that come into play where it's like, we want you to get the home you want. Right. Like, we want to build you the ultimate you home. So we just fixed, you know, our profit at a certain degree. And then, you know, everything else is passed through. Uh, so these people that you're finding, it's like, is it normally like you're finding people who actually already own a piece of land? And you're like, yo, we'll build this for you. Here's our model. Or is it more so like you guys have a piece of land and then you're just looking to sell a custom home and then you... Oh, find someone both yeah yeah it's definitely both like you know john's evolved from what mostly one into now both or um start out and it was always yeah so like when it first started out like the goal for audax was to acquire land 
put houses on land and sell houses. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as we kind of got into like the custom home building world, it was like, well, that's kind of hard to build you a custom home if you're not involved in like the whole process. Mm -hmm. So as customers kind of like got involved in, you know, the whole process, like sometimes people will come to us and they'll like, we won't find them land if we don't have it. Like if you find out we have a piece of land or a lot and we're putting a house on it and like the Clearview houses down in um, East Mount Airy, like we started those homes as spec houses. But as soon as we started putting the foundations in the ground, you know, two buyers came through Mm -hmm. and then the one house was way further down the line than the other one. And those people were like, hey, can we change this? Can we change that? And we're like, no, no, the tile's already in the house. It's Mm -hmm. being installed in a few weeks. Like Mm -hmm. we're not going backwards or they wanted to put an in-law suite on the first floor, which would have never worked. Like we would have had to redesign all the plumbing, which would have affected the entire layout and design of the house. Like, no, we can't do that. Just, it's just not feasible at this point in the project. Whereas the second home, the client came in just after the first one, but their house was like barely started. So they were able to like really custom design a lot of their house, which um, because that was like a spec project, like some of the billing and things like that was a little, it was like a little difficult to like transition into like what they wanted. We didn't really get like that project management fee type relationship out of that, but we built them a custom home. Hmm. But sometimes, um, a lot of times rather like customers will call us or leads will come in either, you know, referrals or through the website or Instagram or, you know, house, like however it comes in. And they'll be like, hey, we want to build in this area. Do you own anything? And it's like nobody owns anything in Bucks Mm -hmm. County anymore. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, what land is left is usually, you know, people like John will go and make friends with farmers or different Mm -hmm. people that own a bunch of land and then be like, will you sell me this corner? Mm -hmm. Because I got a client already. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually how that goes is like they'll come to us. We'll introduce them to a realtor, say this is what they're looking for. And at that point, you know, we'll try, depending on who the customer is, we'll try and push them kind of like one of two ways. Like either your realtor has to find you land and once they do, you can buy it and then contract us to build your home, hire the arc, like handle the whole process for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we'll try and push them into a renovation. Mm -hmm. So it's be like, hey, you want to be in Council Rock School District? Good luck finding land in that. Mm -hmm. Like everything's pretty much built. Um, so we'll be like, Hey, like if you want to be in a neighborhood and you want a brand new house, like buy a renovation, you already have utilities to it. It's it's on township water. A lot of the times, like everything's already there and we'll renovate it before you move in. And a lot of times like that works better for those types of clients. Cause like Mm. they're either buying like a toll brothers home or they want something specifically to them. We'll build it for you. It might require knocking a house down. Like Mm. we'll go to that length to like, completely take a house down mm-hmm. and build a new one in its place. Um, that's a different kind of situation. But then even a, that, like you're, you're then passing them off to a realtor. Like you don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. We just of, don't have the bandwidth to like yeah. find you a property. It's a whole other business. The acquisition it's, side it's, of it. It really, um, we deal with acquisitions purely for like us, mm-hmm. like John will, you know, constantly work deals for like our pipeline mm-hmm. with no real customer in mind. So occasionally like, he'll stumble across something and like, we'll have somebody waiting in our list of people and he'll call them and be like, Hey, look, like I'm going to look at this project. Like, do you want to come with me? Or if you know, he'll already, he'll start, you know, 
putting the coals over here, the you know the coals in the fire over here, and put them in over in a different fire, and then kind of like try and get them to meet. But you know, with our reputation, and then the stuff that we typically buy or the projects that we do, like it's not really hard for people to find mm-hmm. houses. And it's kind of weird how people find out when you're involved in a deal before it's like the ink's even dried. Mm-hmm. It's like we heard you guys bought da da da. We want we want one of them. It's like whoa. <laughs> um, but we. We have a project like something like an example of that was like we had a project where it was, you know, a customer bought one house and then subdivided the land into three lots. So there's the original house and then there's the two new construction lots. Hmm. And like they were going to take one and then they were going to, you know, sell the other lot to like a family member. And then that family member like that whole project started like so long ago that now with the build costs that like that additional family member is not really interested in building a brand new custom home mm-hmm. but that house the original house that's on the lot that would only take a few hundred grand to renovate and bring up to speed mm-hmm. now it's like okay we'll put you in this house you know the original buyer will get this main ha- this main new construction home mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden somebody calls on the phone they're like hey we heard you guys have these two lots on this road <laughs> we can we get one of those and it just so happens that like that someone one came up there's out. someone like just yeah. backed out so it's right. like constant like hmm. it's a constant roller coaster it's like you think you have something going and then you don't and yeah. then it's like oh wait a minute it's back on yeah, and then right. it's like okay um actually it's how the business goes, <laughs> yeah so yeah everybody you know. thinks it's just making money and it's it's yeah, way harder not. to make money in this business than people realize yeah for sure and margins are much smaller than people realize huge like we um, had a we had a guy that used to work for us um a while back like go to another company and now like he might be going out on his own or something like that i'm like dude like that's a complete 180 on where you were when you were working with us like Mm -hmm. you you didn't want the responsibilities like Mm -hmm. you wanted everything but not do anything and it's like now you want all the responsibility and no support that makes no sense to me and it's so much more than just the responsibilities of building a house yeah you know when you're running a business for it it's just yeah it's way taxing and then you know we're really fortunate to have gotten to where we are as a company and as a team that you know as things progress and we you know continue like doing business successfully like winning and not making mistakes or like building the team out it does get easier Mm -hmm. when people get more specialized like what john and i were doing when it was just like me and john and then what we added, you know, Ryan and Brian, like things changed a little bit. And then we had to the kind of like figure out who worries about what. And then mm-hmm. it's like a little messy because no, everybody's like, what do I do here? What do I do here? And then like as your team grows, like we had to dedicate um, time and resources to actually like sitting down and being like, where do we want to go with this? Like, what is our collective vision? Because mm-hmm. like I could have a different idea than John has. And then like, what is he good at? What am I good at? What do I want to do? What does mm. he want to do? Um, so, you know, you, you have so to like naturally just sort of take in shape and p- you've been pivoting along the way to a lot of pivots. Yeah. Um, I yeah. definitely wouldn't say it's natural. There was definitely some like, like bottlenecks where it was like, like right now we, we don't have enough laborers. Mm-hmm. So like earlier, like I'm dragging a pump out, like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be like sending contracts out to, you know, subs that are starting work next week. And I'm like, John's like, where's these contracts at? And I'm like, so dude, I'm, in a, drag I'm dragging this, I'm dragging this pump out of the mud. Like he, I came in, he was making dude. jokes about me. He was like, I had mud all over my jacket. And he goes, he goes, Ryan, look at this guy. He just 
came, went out into the parking lot, threw some mud on his shirt, <laughs> make it look like he was busy today. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, some of the shit we find ourselves doing sometimes is ridiculous. You can't be above it. No, no, no. Dude, I spent two hours with a putty knife scraping frozen leaves off of a back porch. <laughs> we had like an open house coming up that was like, and this place was just sitting on the market for like two months. And our realtor's like, yo, you just got to clean up the backyard. And like, we just couldn't get someone out there before the open house. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll go. And yeah. I like, didn't think ahead like, oh, hey, maybe these leaves are now frozen. Yeah. So I just was like searching through the house to try to find something. And like painters left a putty knife. It was like, just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it very much. I catch myself in a lot of those situations, same as you, because I'm in the field. And like something's got to get done. Like, And then Jaeger's in the office. He's like, don't we have people for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, finding like in that whole like structuring where we want to go, what are our like one, two, three, five, ten year goals? Yeah. And like where do we want to grow the company in terms of like income resources? Like, do we want to own apartment buildings? Do we wanna do renovations in five years? Like what is a renovation that we're willing to do? Like all that when all that stuff got defined, like we did like a corporate structure mm. and like there's tons like CEO, of CEO, COO working all that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but like there's tons of positions in our company that nobody exists in. Yeah. It's like, okay, we need someone in this box, but ooh, where do we find them? So is and that like, is that sort of how you guys go about hiring then? Yeah. So we hire against like, we have four core values Mm -hmm. And then we'll hire people that we need to put in those boxes. So, like, what are the core values? Is that like a proprietary? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the, the core four corners, four horsemen. <laughs> the the four horsemen. Well, we it's like um, like strong work ethic, winning, mm -hmm. team first, and open minded. Sweet. So if like anybody so like, like a if humble we, badass, that's what we yeah, basically is like yeah. we want to dominate. But like we if like we're in a meeting and like ryan's proposing something or like i'm proposing something and one of us is like nah right off the bat we're just like yo like hit the buzzer like we That's don't have nice. a buzzer like, but it's like dude like the four corners you're like, not dude. being open-minded yeah. about this at all and then it's yeah. like it's like well you're not explaining to me why we need to go right. down this path right um different things like that a lot of times um we're hindered by like financial resources like mm. you you are where you are and you budgeted to be here, but now you need more than what like is financially available. Like we don't have an infinite supply of cash. Yeah, right. So we can't just hire we can't everyone can't have an assistant. Everyone can't have three laborers working underneath them. It's just like it's we're not there yet. Not everybody has a company vehicle. Not mm -hmm. a, like nobody has a company vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um we're working on that like next level now where it's like, okay, in a year from now and like we set out like a very long path and that gets adapted all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, if like we want to hit these goals by next year and that's what that looks like, what do we need to charge for projects now, then or future projects so that like we can have all of those resources? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, here's a good one too. How do you guys set goals? Because exactly like you just said, like it changes so much. We find trouble sometimes setting goals and we're both very goal oriented people. So we mm -hmm. like to, you know, we like to put some forethought in why are we doing what we're doing? Like, where, what end is this action bringing us to? We like everything to be intentional. Um, and it takes a lot of effort to do that. It doesn't just happen organically. You have yeah. to prepare. But 
because we pivot so frequently, we sometimes find difficulty even setting those goals in the first place because we're just like, the, by the time that we actually figure out what we want the goal to be, next month we're pivoting into something else. We're like, I don't want to be stuck on this goal now because it's not even what we're looking to do. Um, That's like an excellent question. Um, don't, don't you, like, I feel like one of the other podcasts you talked about hosting like a frequent meeting of some sort. Yeah, we do quarterly meetings. Yeah, we should adapt something like that. So we yeah we actually yeah. have to be full full honest like we have like an outside company that comes to those oh, meetings you were telling us this, yeah. and like that's pretty he's awesome basically a referee really for the fight yeah it that's gets it. it's like it it gets like I don't does, think does they'll this be company direct it like do they give you like okay here's the agenda for the night uh yeah but we usually like the three like the three people that sit on our like leadership team. It's usually such a brutal meeting that we like completely fuck their plan. Mm-hmm. They're like, "All right, today we're gonna accomplish these things," and like, fifteen minutes later, it's like there's a fight. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to get through all those conversations. Like, yeah, you, the the biggest obstacle and the reason we did that was like we're all we all have very strong personalities, strong beliefs, like strong goals, um, and they might be different. But, like, we all have, like, the end goal. All of our end goal is the same. So, like, how we get there might be different. Like, like mm-hmm. um, The end goal and the values need to be the same for partnership. Exactly. Like that's what I've realized. Exactly. You, know, you need to want the same sort of life, and you need to have the same values as the other person. But there's a lot of other nuanced details in the middle that can be totally just butting heads. Yeah, like, pre-Gilmar, we had... Yeah, shout-out Gilmar. He's, on, he's off camera here. PG, pre-Gilmar. Um, <laughs> Gilmar was doing, like, a lot of, like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was he was a part of the podcast but he wasn't like an employee of the company mm-hmm. and then like i saw great value in having like a full-time content person i was mm-hmm. doing all of our content oh god and then being in the, you remember like <laughs> can, we, can, we remember your instagram? can we see that confrontational <laughs> instagram at all times yeah, yeah dude i was like yeah. getting yeah. into it with yeah, people you start oh, to like go down the videos these, yeah in the car yeah i would just be like son <laughs> of a bitch like yeah. yeah i just stopped like, dude, doing it because it wasn't not talking to anyone it's just you but you would end up making yourself angry if you yeah. start arguing with someone who's not there that's exactly what happened i'd be like son of a bitch dude honestly that's what got me hyped for the first podcast to meet you guys yeah because yeah. i was like bro i just watched this guy's videos and he seems awesome dude there's he just spent 20 minutes on instagram live arguing with himself <laughs> you gotta meet this guy yeah. it's funny because like i thought like that it wasn't like sometimes it wasn't healthy for me to be doing that because i get myself so fired up but it's surprising to me um, it's always very humbling when people are like, yo, why don't you do that anymore? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, honestly, I don't have the bandwidth. I'm usually like, my phone is n- nonstop mm-hmm. ringing off the hook now. It just got to a point where I was just like, it, it was just like usually aggressive, passive aggressive. <laughs> I'd be firing shots off at people. <laughs> John would be texting me like, yo, you need to chill, put your seatbelt on. Like, <laughs> different I, uh, things like that. I always imagined like you would like hang up and like you get done one of those videos and just, you click off and you're just like, Ah shit! <laughs> That's how I imagine. Honestly, went. usually no regrets. Like yeah. usually, I would just be like, "That needed to get said." Yeah. <laughs> um. Every now and then, I would I would go too far with it and like piss somebody off. I blocked a ton of people. Like yeah. people would message me and be it. like, "This." I'd be like, "All right, cool, blocked." <laughs> I don't care what you have to say. 
Um, now you got YouTube to do that. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. we have the podcast, so I was like, I agreed to stop doing the the, the, the rants. If I was John's like, like slowly trying to push you off camera. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's kind of what happened. It's like first he pushed you off the Instagram, then he's like, yo, you got to take the podcast to the back room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you, you want a new studio? And why are you taking it into that back office? We don't want you out here anymore. Yeah. Uh, yo, how difficult is all this to set up? Oh, that was a good transition. Yeah, yeah we're like uh, yeah. We're straight up, don't answer any of your questions. Thanks for getting me. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're still building our office. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be done. How's your podcast going? Um, I we've recorded eight episodes. Um, have you published all eight? Nope. Yeah, because I was like, we're lacking def- a Gilmar. Like we yeah. need like I I just I can't spend the time to edit it and like I first of all I don't know how to do it. So I have to spend the time to learn and I have to spend the time to edit. And then it's just like, it's too much. So your biggest obstacle was like, you went video and audio right off the bat, which I did too. But like that, a lot of times people will just do audio podcasts. Yeah. And then it's way easier to do. I have a mic set up. It's like a USB mic in my apartment. Mm. So like, honestly, sometimes like I'll just like fuck around, turn it on and just like see what comes out. And I'm, I'm like enjoying myself doing that. Yeah. Uh, and even these things that we haven't published, I'm really enjoying it a lot. So if nothing comes from it besides, you know, just doing it, yeah. I'm good with that. Same. And that's then, what I tell people that all the time. They're like, well, why do you do that? Like, if it's not monetized, yes. And I'm like, well, we've kind of made money off the podcast mm-hmm. by, like, different people we've met or different things like that. And mm-hmm. But it's honestly just getting people in here and, like, mm-hmm. meeting people. And then totally. if you're a complete stranger when you come in here, usually we're friends when you leave. Yeah. And then, like, if you're that's how we met if you're out in the world enough that like you're doing a podcast with me chances are like our friendship like somehow i'm going to benefit from that or you're mm-hmm. going to like there's totally. there's there's you know i'm making friends with you yeah. and i also just personally enjoy it yeah like i get a lot out of it honestly I, I get clarity in my ideas when i can talk them out with other intelligent people that's kind of like what my old instagram stories used to be like it really wasn't just like it, out. it wasn't anything other than me just like just yelling at myself mm-hmm. or just like just yelling at somebody Dude, like it's a useful thing to do yeah it, you know you know it got a little out of hand when like corona came around i was just like firing <laughs> shots off yeah. at people and pretty much everything like if you go back to the stories i had like week one of lockdown i'm like yeah we're doing this whole lockdown everybody's really excited about it all your kids are gonna be dumb as shit in like two years and have a bunch of psychological problems but no big deal Bro. and people would be like what do you know i'd be <laughs> like oh i don't know anything you know i just read a lot of books and i can open my eyes and see how yeah. this is going to be a problem and people would be like you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> masks matter and i'd be like no they don't and get like these battles with people and i just waste it, it was really just a waste of time well but also, it is a waste of time especially because now two years later how much of the stuff that you were talking about is now like mainstream it like is now most like of it. you know the cdc is like oh yeah by the way like these cloth masks they haven't worked they haven't done anything in the last two years and like mm-hmm. that was something that we were talking about before yeah. and people would get so pissed about it or like you know kids you're just attacking what they believe in totally yeah and they don't nobody wants to be like Mm -hmm. i used to do that all the time you're like oh you believe that well let me shatter your world right now yeah and it just doesn't go well those conversations right like you i feel like you you have a podcast now yeah (laughs) (laughs) so pretty much everybody with a podcast is open (laughs) true yeah Yeah. i wonder what comes first the open-mindedness or the podcast chicken or the egg probably the podcast i was gonna say the open-mindedness yeah. really yeah me too. i was gonna say that was the open-mindedness is the impetus to want to have the conversations maybe i was more open-minded than i thought like i honestly just mm-hmm. wanted to like meet we started ours like a little bit bef- 
before the coronavirus, I think, or maybe in the coronavirus, like mm-hmm. at the beginning of it. And it was just like we were able to get people to come hang out with us mm-hmm. when everybody wasn't hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. And just that everybody was like, how are you networking right now? And be like, I'm started a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, Dude, it's a great way to network too. You, you put your phone down, you put on the headphones and it's like, you get sucked into this different world, this podcasting world. And for, you know, one hour, two hours, three hours, whatever, the sole purpose of your time is to have a conversation with someone else, which is a fucking beautiful thing. And it's how many rarity. Pe- rarity? Nobody's yeah. having conversation. That was like my ultimate goal and idea. Like my motivation for the podcast was nobody has conversations anymore. Yeah. And I want to like, I don't want to always just go get coffee with some random. If I just like hit up you guys on Instagram and was like, yo, you guys want to get coffee and have a conversation. You've been like, this fucking guy might kidnap us. <laughs> I would say no he would say yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like the, the coffee meetings but I get what you're saying I agree this is like a cool setting to like actually get to know someone it's yeah. like the difference of like um you know like like Rogan always talks about just long-form conversation changing the game like that's what this is it's long-form conversation you get to know someone because you have an idea and you can actually work out your idea you're not like jumping to talk over someone because you have as much time as you need yeah. So I, you can listen with the intent to understand before you're trying to be understood, which is like it's a super nice thing. Yeah, and I like I usually pick people that like I just want to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I'm just like, hey, yeah. I'm kind of a big deal. I got 55 subscribers. You want to come? <laughs> hang- <laughs> you want to come hang hey, out? I have haters now. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you got haters. Yeah, dude, we got the the liquor bar set up. We got you, you guys know. have significantly more ammo now. Than <laughs> yeah, you had dude. Previously. Yeah, I mean, you know. No more bullets left in them, but yeah. we still oh, got the green. That's actually that's scarier. <laughs> <laughs> Empty the clips. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, wait, what else did I want? Oh, the uh, yeah. So the this whole like setup thing, like, remember, if you guys remember, we were talking about it before, and you were like, oh, maybe we could do something within your like media brand. Yeah, we probably still could. Yeah, we're just not selling. Like, we're not actively selling through that brand. Like, we're not going around, like, soliciting business. Like, hey, we want to, like, partner with you on your podcast. You're yeah, not but if really some, doing that. But, but if somebody came through and they were, like, yeah. like if a sponsor, if we got sponsored ads on here, that would go through the media business. Um, it could be the uh, guinea pig. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if, like, somebody else wanted to set up their podcast, like, we could, you know, probably manage that virtually where it's, like, mm-hmm. you guys film it get and just then raw footage and then you audio and footage edit and raw footage i guess oh yeah. Uh, yeah depending uh, gilmar would probably have to be included in that whole uh yeah well yeah i mean out. we've already helped someone set up their podcast i don't know if they started it yet but mm-hmm. audio yeah. and video though right yeah that's what we were like, talking about i mean so we're uh we're just going to set up the whole our, our office is going to be two stories so the top floor is going to be just a podcast studio. Oh, that's sick. We're mm. going to set up, like, a conference room so, like, we can do our closings and shit there and have, like, conference table for meetings. Mm. So, like, you know, like a big, like, TV on the wall, like, conference table, and then just a bunch of seats. But then we're going to just, like, hardwire in a bunch of mics, I think, and, you know, have camera set up. And so it's you can just tur- flip a switch and it's a studio. Yeah, I think if you, like, if you had the con- the one controller, like, that Roadcaster Pro thing, mm-hmm. you would probably want to get that. Um because we actually have the whole setup at like my buddy's oh, yeah. office. Like we just set up a corner in his nice. spot. Um, but we'll probably just do a second one. At, How uh, many cameras? Just one. Yeah. Yeah. Then it'd yeah. be pretty easy to do. Yeah, it's it's a good way to do it. It gets, way, too. It gets <laughs> way more complicated <laughs> when you have more than one camera. Because switching like 
when what is it like when someone's talking he's live editing it as we're going like so like instead of going back and like being like all right i need to cut this and like we'll go to camera two i'll cut out camera one go to camera like you have to physically do that whereas gilmar where gilmar's like like, as like say tyler starts talking gilmar clicks to his camera and then that's what's recorded Mm -hmm. The other cameras are probably still recorded, but that's, like, what's mm-hmm. going to the track. Right. So there's no, so like, he doesn't video. have to go back and clip it. What's yeah. getting clipped is, like, the intro, the outro, like, mm-hmm. any sort of, like, media that's created for, like, Instagram or TikTok gets mm-hmm. clipped. Like, that's where the work is. Gotcha. Wrong. Am I wrong? No, yeah. I mean, everything's, I, I designed this to where everything's pretty much streamlined. Yeah. Because, you know. You need to be optimal when you need, when you work. Mm-hmm. So just have so much shit going on. I figured if we had a camera switcher and this and that, I can just hook it all up and it just records one file. The audio synced up. Mm-hmm. All the cameras are switched whenever I switch it. So really all I need to do, like you said, intro, outro, maybe some graphics and color correct. And that's mm-hmm. about it. And then like you clip like, you know, 45 second videos or whatever for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that actually yeah. takes more time than editing the podcast. I, I can imagine. Yeah. I can, <laughs> yeah. And like, cause then you got to put like the word bubbles. And, yeah. You know, everyone's got ADD now. They like need to be able to read exactly, at the same yeah. time that they watch or else they're just screwed. Yeah. No, it's interesting the way content is going. Like, yeah. I, uh, have you guys heard of Mr. Beast? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Haven't. Mr. Beast has it locked down. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see the Rogan episode? No, that's what I was just going to say. Dude, I, it's I saw so fucking that. good. Yeah. Really? Just that kind of confirmed what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. And to me also the way content is moving and the way our attention spans are moving mm-hmm. where everything needs to be quick as fuck. And yeah. If you're not hooking someone right away, they're just going to, you well, know, dude, turn Well, dude, these away. TikTok videos are like, I mean, even like the video that we just watched before, like the last time that we were in here where like I lost my phone, mm. it is like, it just like jumps. Like, you just, like so there's always words <laughs> yeah. happening. You know what I mean? Did you yeah. like, do you go to, go to our Instagram, go to the one where um, they're talking about fighting an animal. <laughs> oh yeah. That one's fucking funny. Like <laughs> we, like Gilmar from like that first clip of like you guys, like those clips were good, but Gilmar's gotten to like another level with this here's the in their environment you can either shrink down to their size or they grow to your size what animal is it you have to fight them oh, <laughs> oh, i think geez. john has the only correct answer we argued about this for a while yeah. i think john has the answer yeah I'm there fighting. is a right answer in my mind <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a giraffe. So either, either, <laughs> my size is a giraffe a giraffe my size because then his body's like here and his neck's mad tall so i'm just fucking lighting him up <laughs> <laughs> Because you figure, bro, if the giraffe <laughs> shrinks down to my size, that his head's here, his neck's here, his body's mad small. So, like, we have a ton of cameras set up in that video. Yeah, straight up. You just punt that thing across the front. I can't think of anything giraffe. Like, we've gone through, like, a bird, horrifying. A bird my size, horrifying. Yeah, but you think about, like, a worm your size? That came up too. Yeah, they made a movie about it. It's called Tremors. That movie was horrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like we have more cameras and that was dude it really is like super engaging though and then yeah, like always yeah. switching we had wireless mics in that episode we had the main microphones like we didn't have enough microphones so like we used the road mics that we have for like out in the so, field like, lavalier thing mm-hmm. yeah and that that's is connected that, like, the wirelessly like it just it's a thing here and then it just like They're shoots the dope. audio over through the yeah. inner yeah. waves yeah, yeah it's bluetooth, <laughs> bluetooth yeah. yeah bluetooth it plugs into the top of the camera or into the controller yeah Sick. yeah so like we you know, we've definitely That's invested wild. a few bucks into this yeah. whole operation. Yeah, Honestly, so. we're just throwing ours into the construction costs for the building, and it's. I think it should be a pretty good deal if we get the valuation we're expecting. So we're kind of just like, screw it. Let's just, like, 
let's actually do it. Oh, that's sick. You know? Well, yeah, with like our po- like anything I d- anything worth doing is worth doing all the way. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I mean, it's yeah. that 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 philosophy has also cost me <laughs> in like, a couple of times. <laughs> but like, I was like, if we're gonna do this podcast, like it has to be consistent every week. Like mm-hmm. it has to look a certain way. It has to be worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's why I said I don't want to edit it because I just I look at the time that I have right now. And I just know if I try to do it, it's not going to come out good. Yeah, and that's like going back to your original question, which I don't even remember what it was. Goals. But like, how do you set goals? How do you? Oh, uh, wow, it's like a real roundabout. Wow, I'm waiting for you to answer. I'm like, I'm gonna clip this back. shit. So like, <laughs> yeah, so like when I got introduced, this is why your job's hard. You got to clip about twenty minutes. <laughs> we don't clip shit okay, here. Yeah, <laughs> um, when I got introduced to Gilmar, it was kind of like. My girlfriend or my wife and his girlfriend were friends. His girlfriend was just like, hey, like, you should meet my boyfriend. Like, he's kind of, like, into this stuff. Like, maybe there's something here. And we mm-hmm. met, like, down on the canal path outside of Yardley, and we had pizza. Mm-hmm. And we convinced my wife that Gilmar was Muslim because he had a beanie on, even though he was drinking alcohol and eating pizza. Yeah. I was like, yeah, here's an alcoholic Muslim for you. It doesn't <laughs> exist, but all right. And he, like, the, my goal then was different. And this kind of goes back to like the vision of where we're heading. Like I had the vision of like, we're going to create a media company solely for creating our content. Mm-hmm. We're going to create a media company and monetize it. So it costs us no money to do our content. Mm-hmm. And like a- inevitably it, it became so time consuming to like grow that simultaneously with Audex revival that like we had to like pause that. It still exists and like we'll still help people, but like actively selling it or trying to get salespeople or get accounts or anything like that was just like, it was taking too much time. Mm. We were trying to figure out what we were doing with our own content. And then we were just, you know, we're getting to a point where, you know, I had, my responsibilities were growing, a company was growing. And I was like, dude, I can't do our content anymore. The content's important. We all knew, like we weren't necessarily at that time getting work from Instagram or anything, but I knew there was immense value in building the YouTube and doing our content a certain way. Totally. We're, tr- we're punching up. Like we're competing with companies that have been around for 40 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're not using social media the way we are. Mm-hmm. And like, we're stealing customers from them because like customers are watching our videos. They yeah. don't have videos. Well, dude, I mean, it's like we, me and Gilmore, Gilmore were just talking about this where like, even if someone doesn't find you on Instagram, if they just have seen your stuff before and you're just kind of around, it's like credibility instantly. Even if you didn't get introduced to them through Instagram, it's just they know who you are, Facts. they've seen your stuff. And it's like It's also a great backstop when you meet customers out in the field. Like say you meet yeah. somebody at a bar and you're like, Oh, this is a cool guy, like, oh, what do you totally. do? Check us out on Instagram and, and then they're like, Hol- they're like, Holy yeah. shit, this is what you guys do? Be like, Yeah, yeah. let us know if you ever need anything. And then they're watching Sick. or they're like, so it's a, even if you're not direct selling, which yeah. like occasionally we do get a lead from the content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just like a con- confirmation. You should be doing business with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like right. we're showing, we're yeah. showing the behind the scenes. We're educating our customers. We're doing the mm-hmm. how to, or the technical videos, like yeah. all that stuff's building. And then like, I I always firmly believed, and like John sees the value in it, but it's not his priority, um, which is totally fair. Mm. Um, the YouTube, I was like, there, there's no reason why somebody in like another part of this country can't either hire us, know we exist, or watch our videos and get us paid. 
because like we're doing cool stuff. Like yeah. I firmly believe like You're what we doing do. doing the hardest thing. We're doing the hardest thing is yeah. we're doing business. Yeah. Like if we can capture the business we're doing in a cooler way and show how much fun it's to work here, we're getting employees. If we show like how high quality our projects are, we're getting clients. If we're answering questions for people that don't know, we're helping other people. And eventually that's going to grow into something. And like mm -hmm. our YouTube's been blowing up recently mm -hmm. because like the time and the work we put into it is now like it's slow. It's a slow burn. It takes like I knew yeah. it was going to take like w like two to five years to grow yeah. the YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Well, it's something that has like that exponential growth, right? Where it's like barely doing anything and then out of nowhere. It's yeah, just it's just like, okay, so what do we need? We need Gilmar. Mm -hmm. And then Gilmar came on like full time for the media business. But like the media business solely, we, we were our best client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, well, let's just serve our one client better than all the clients we don't have. The rest have will or, happen organically. And the rest will happen. Figure it out. People all the time will be like, oh, who's doing, who did you hire to do your content? I'm like, we have an in-house person on our team. And Gilmar knows all of our guys. They're comfortable with him. Mm -hmm. He's part it's of the team. Like too. everybody's like, like Gilmar is a critical part of our team in terms of like how we sell our work. Like, mm -hmm. like oh, he takes all of our pictures. Mm -hmm. Takes all of it. Like it's all... You know, all of that is his responsibility. Now. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you kind of, like, as you grow and you set goals, it's like my goal was to grow the YouTube channel, have X number of followers in five years. You know, how do we do that? We, you know, had to get cameras. We had to get equipment. We had to get Gilmar. We had to, you it's know, hire like you full time. you start broad and then you tighten it up. Yeah, you, uh, I call it reverse engineering. Mm -hmm. That's I'm pretty sure what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not my term. You're a genius. Um, but people, yeah, <laughs> oh, goddamn genius. Um, but sometimes people are like, what's, more times than not, people are like, what does that mean? Mm. Um, so, like, you set your 10-year goals and then your three-year goals, and then mm. you kind of like, well, what do we need to do this year to be 33% closer mm. to our three-year goals? Mm -hmm. And then you literally just, like, write all that shit down. You assign the responsibility to people. And then, like, each quarter we check in on, like, the progress of that stuff. We, if there's obstacles or things not completed, we figure out why. We solve the why or mm -hmm. the obstacle. And then we just, like, cross, cross it off the list. Yeah. And then, like, you're, a year later, you assess, like, how you did. The goal is to, like, exceed your original expectations. Um, and then, like, you know, that drives everything. Like, we're looking at new shops now to, like take the office and all the storage we have and then mm. one shop we have in Knott'sville and like bring it to a centralized location but like have the all working thing yeah oh, nice. like we're gonna do more of like construction shop mm. so we can like have everything we need before we need it rather than being like oh well we gotta wait two more weeks for the windows but like mm. this like if we need to buy them ahead of time and keep them there we'll keep them there it's not ideal but like the way this market is and like the I mean, lag the lag time like that one sick house that I was showing you out there, like the windows they wanted to use on that house, have a fifty-two week lead time. Holy shit! I was what? just about to be like, yeah, we just had a uh, a sixteen week lead time. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I thought that was insane. Yeah, like our cabinets right now, fifty-two weeks. The main Crazy. cabinet company we use is like a twenty week lead time. So it's just like, what is what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's trucking, honestly. Yeah. Well, like there's slow labor wow. shortage in in and of itself. But um, there's literally not enough people to drive the trucks to, like, get stuff places. And higher quality stuff takes... And high quality stuff takes oh, time. Yeah, like but 52 the, the weeks to me just but feels if, like, fuck you, I'll start oh, in insane. six months and then, you know... We'll yeah, so, like, we won't start renovations unless everything's ready. Yeah. 
Like we won't renovate your house. Well, dude, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You rough it in, and then like you just wait. No. Yeah, like you, it's just raining in there for yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, for six months. So there's like there's critical things in our projects now that like we know we have to get banged out right away. Mm-hmm. What like all the exterior stuff for the most part? No, or like windows? so like the Buckingham house. Um, you know, we sat down at the cabinet shop for the first initial like design meeting, mm-hmm. and like the house wasn't even done being framed yet. Right, the roof wasn't even on the house yet. And Whereas in the past, then. yeah, we're picking, picking up everything is everything is picked by then. Like we, yeah. we got lucky on that house. Be better at that. Yeah, that we were that's lucky. A spec on, house, you're not custom. No, home? that's a custom home. Oh, for someone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now appliances, dude. Can you could go to order appliances and they could be like, oh, it'll be six months. Well, with that that Buckingham Keep house, all the appliances went pretty smoothly. There was one ref- like wine refrigerator that thermidor um was having such a problem that they're just like yeah we're not making the 2022 model anymore you can get the 2023 when it comes in (laughs) we just they just discontinued because they're like we gotta we only have so many facilities manufacturing Mm -hmm. we're just not making that anymore crazy so so like you have to like there's got to be other options or do they want it all to match um yeah, basically, I'm I sure think you get in like that a custom inst- house, they're like that I'm instance. Sure we're waiting, waiting on. The, I think we're going to wait on the refrigerator. Yeah. Well. Yo, what are these? This is going to be such an annoying question. You're going to hate it. Hit me. What do these <laughs> these things cost like per square foot to build these like custom spots? Oh, jeez, like six thousand. All right, you're I like am. an annoying lead this that just came through on the phone. Like, yeah. what's your typical <laughs> house? It's like there is no there is no typical. All right, all right, all right. So I'm I'm giving you a scenario. So like house in Bumblefuck, you got to you know. Do the road to the house, and it's you know six thousand square feet custom. You got the sauna, the you know, custom everything. Oh, uh, you could definitely be like in the high threes to fours, if not more. Whoa! So you're talking like it's it could be like three. Million. Yeah, like we're building bidding projects out right now that are like two, three million, if not more. Just raw oh, build costs. Just raw build costs. Dude, that would be so fun to build, though. It's a nightmare. especially if you get like a it's a unique situation when you have a customer that's you know building a custom home and they're passionate about it so they like Mm want to be involved so like they want to know they want to know stuff like four million dollars yeah like and you you have to like put it put it like not everybody's built for that there's been times where i've like gotten upset where I'm like, why are you bothering me with this? But at the end of the day, like you, like that'll happen occasionally with me because, like, f- when we started getting into projects like that, my right off the bat was like, oh man, that's gonna be really taxing. But then I was like, oh, it's in order to be at that level, you need someone that's going to appreciate all the work that's mm-hmm. going into their home mm-hmm. and that's write who the buys check that for you. House, yeah, right? and like, write your check. Um, do you prefer that or like having a really um, like high maintenance client, but like you're building something um, super custom, and your money's guaranteed. Versus like the spec home, where like you're designing it, you don't know if someone's gonna love it. You don't have a customer locked in, but like you don't have to deal with them breathing down your neck. Like which scenario do I like more? Um, there's pros and cons to both. That's a tough one. I think it depends on the customer. Like yeah, what, sense. who they are, what they do for a living, what their understanding is of the project. Like, do they want to get into the mud with you or do they want to stay at 40,000 feet and just like be like, well, why is this cost so much? And it's like, you give them an answer and then they go away. Mm-hmm. 
but sometimes you get somebody that's like literally showing up on Saturday when you're not there and like sending you pictures of stuff that they notice. It's like, yeah, I noticed that too. You know, it's getting taken care of in this process and it's like you're getting paid to explain. Like yeah. that's what my job is in that position. Like I'm a professional explainer. Mm-hmm. Like I got to make you come to my level. And that's like, that's been a huge growth like place for me like i wasn't always good at that like i kind of wanted you to just shut up sit in the back seat and enjoy the ride massive amounts of like yeah there's times where like i start getting frustrated i'm like look like this is their fucking house yeah Yeah, right i'm just i'm giving them i'm my purpose is to make this happen for them yeah um but i do believe that like my style and how i would build a house without a customer would blow people away yeah mm-hmm. like m- the selections and different things like i would push the envelope like mm-hmm. i would pick things that like people would be like i'm not gonna pick that but i have the vision for it so yeah. when it's all comes together and people are like whoa Honestly, like i enjoy that. that aspect of it like the design aspect is you can fun. see that in your projects mm-hmm. like yeah. sometimes especially in just like the 3d renderings that you guys post it's like mm-hmm nobody is driving that but you that's your yeah. style yeah, and i i love your style mm-hmm. thanks yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know. Thanks, bro. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to reach over and touch your leg. That's real weird. We almost had an Andrew moment. He, Gilmore's going to clip that. You're so fucked. I'm going to zoom in and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that shit's sick, dude. Yeah, that we had to scale that one back a little bit. <laughs> We're like, oh, this window tower. This is cheap, right? Andrew was so eager to post that video, and we were getting the updated renderings like the next day. No, we, no, we didn't get any updated renderings. We could have. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> this project is going to be double the budget. I'm not even spending another two grand on renderings. <laughs> well, that. It got a lot of flames, so. Damn right. Yeah, yeah how many likes did it get? 238, bro. Look, that's me right there. I like hey, the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was a big fan, man. When I saw that, I was Let's like, go. no way, dude. I Yeah, I sent that to Gilmar and was like, look at this video. Yeah, he did send it to me. He was like, yo, look at it. I'm like, I know. Dude, what's crazy <laughs> with these things is like, you know, since uh, Nicole started make, making these videos and TikTok, you know, edited things for mm-hmm. us, um, like you look at how many people like send it or save it. Yeah. Like, I think this video had like 60 people send it to someone else. Just a wild thing to see. Yeah. It's you crazy. Know? Yeah. We didn't even know Instagram had like analytics built in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Until she joined. Yeah. Really? Like, oh shit. Every, every single meeting she's always just like, she goes, Oh, millennials. <laughs> like every time I'm like, Oh my God. It's like the new, like, okay. Boomer. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. <she> boomer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, the likes are, Likes aren't shit anymore. Mm-hmm. It's how many people saved, saved it and how many and people sends. sends. Let's go, dude. Like we have a couple ones that are just bangers. Yeah. They get sent. They got resent so many times, mm-hmm. and we don't even like on our Audex provide. Like I don't know how many Instagram followers I have. I think there's like thirty four hundred or thirty five hundred on there. Mm-hmm. Um, John doesn't really do his Instagram anymore. He's got like six thousand, and yeah. our main company one has like six hundred and twenty one. But that's all organic growth. Mm-hmm. That's literally like we you never. Have too many? Do we have too many? Like, like, what if you just had one for all three things you just mentioned? Like, well, too many Instagrams. You're saying not too many. Well, followers. just like my Instagram's just like me on site mm-hmm. doing shit. It's just like my perspective. Mm-hmm. John just doesn't even. He just doesn't even do Instagram anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but our main company one is like the only one we really focus on. Yeah. Um, and. Like, we don't post to the shop one anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. 
and then the main company won like even with like 600 something like it's grown really fast this like past couple months um but like we don't even care how many followers we have Mm. it's just like we use that as engagement it's just engagement yeah so like we'll get um like the reels are where we get the most exposure like we've had some reels told us too she started like doing a lot more reels for us and we noticed that Mm. some of them get like you know five thousand views six thousand views people saving it and like it's it gets wild yeah yeah it's crazy to see yeah like the reels are definitely the like sometimes my my focal point on instagram just because it gets more eyes on us mm-hmm. like sometimes they hit sometimes they get 400 views sometimes they get three thousand views mm-hmm. so it always varies but do you um, guys do like tiktok stuff too so i just always yeah, hear no. like the algorithm is crazy yeah that's the thing i mean to be honest, right now, I don't think I have the login to the TikTok for Odd Extra. I don't even have the login to the TikTok. <laughs> See, none of us we got it. <laughs> I just, so I've deleted no. TikTok off my phone just because, yeah, like, China is yeah. hacking us. and Right, right. China. 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 Yeah, yeah. but I, I feel that, uh, honestly, YouTube shorts have been, I think, has done more for us than mm. TikTok could probably do. Um, just because... I mean, you could get monetized on TikTok. I mean, but you, you said it's like 180,000 views. Was the Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so like this one video, the why Why do you build, mm-hmm. has 2,000 and change plays, mm. 69 likes, 27 cents. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's so like, it's that's like, that's awesome for yeah. me. Like 27 people for sure. sent that video to someone else. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's the more important thing, right? That's like, that's your exposure. Yeah. Someone new seeing what you're doing. We've had a couple ones go into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. We've had some of our, like that one video that you saw of the podcast of us talking about, like, what animal would you fight? That thing blew our Instagram up for, like, it just, like, hit the thing. Really? And just, like, it got, That's I don't so even know funny. how many views it got, but. You got, like, 10,000 or something. It got 10,000 like views. predict, like, what people are going to find. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And it's just, like, that's, oh, that's that one was hilarious because it, it came out, like, and then a few weeks later, it blew up. Mm-hmm. So that one got like almost 11,000 views, 400 likes, 574 sends, 47 saves. Holy shit. 574 sends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gnarly. It's like 47 people thought that was legit enough to save it and remember it for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to that party later. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like knowing what what's important. Like when I was first starting, like – Back in the day, um, with like when I was like dating my ex, like I wanted to get like a bunch of iPod touches and just make a bunch of Instagram accounts. This is like 2014, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, this is gonna pop. Mm-hmm. And everybody talks shit on it. They're like, that's a dumb idea. Like I had like just dumb accounts like posting things, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it's dumb. <laughs> and now there's like, if I'd stuck with it, there'd be accounts that I have that have like a million followers just by posting like pictures of guns with girls and yeah. guns like different yeah, just right. dumb cheesy shit every single niche thing you could ever think of. yeah so I it's just, like fuck jerry that instagram yeah. started by him just reposting memes that he thought was funny now it's a whole company it's yeah. a media company that they have like news outlets and all of that it's crazy. and uh so like after like we kind of saw instagram was dying mm-hmm. or at least i did and when gilmar came on i was like dude did youtube like mm-hmm. this is what we need to do. Like we can make. Do you guys it. post like the minute long videos from here, like the reels on YouTube. Can we go well? to our YouTube? Yeah. So they have this thing called YouTube Shorts mm-hmm. uh, that you can uh, post on. It's basically uh, 
a TikTok feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also generates a lot of views. A lot of people tend to just scroll through the shorts when they're on YouTube. Um, so that that has been doing pretty well for us. Like Anything with that little S thing. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, look at that hat. Yeah, look how pink that oh shit is. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this is the one that has like 184 and then you know a lot of people were talking about his hat and shit yeah. <laughs> bro that hat is pink as fuck yeah. it, i think i color corrected it kind of weird some for it to look pink but <laughs> whatever but like <laughs> the one you posted eight days ago has thirteen thousand views yeah so i kind of so it grew over time because if you look at like the original ones we did it's like you know 311 137 250 and then it started growing like 800 184,000 4,500, and, like, it's really starting to yeah, it's accumulate, especially now that we have damn, almost 184,000 one is the hat. I wonder if, like, the people talking shit on the hat actually made that blow up more. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I was like, I mean? dude, like, yeah. You should wear that hat more. Honestly. That hat looks like someone that was, like, used to love, like, insane clown posse would, like, wear that hat. <laughs> <laughs> what? <the> f- why? <laughs> Fuck. Like, you look like you're, like, you got your first tattoo at 13 and you gave it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, an Indian tattoo or, like, you got a buddy to hit you with a pen? Yeah, like, no, like, you Stick do it poke. yourself in your friend's basement, like, while his mom's passed out because she's too much. <laughs> Where that do you think I grew real. up? That sounds way too real, though. Yeah, the trailer park I grew up in. <laughs> yes, fuck? yes no exactly so so with this i kind of figured out i mean there kind of is a science to posting shit and making it go viral like that i started capitalizing certain words so they would catch your attention and i realized that adding emojis for some reason yeah. more people want to watch that and i don't know yeah. why but it works like i mean dude the, or dude like studs, the, the that's f- like a catchy like no yeah. yeah that's true so like one of the first comments on that before it started blowing up was you're com- you're confusing all the gays out it? here with this comment or with this title <laughs> he's like i showed up for studs and i literally was like did you see what this person posts like should we take this down and i was like nah i was like no, no that's perfect right? that's jack you studs are the yeah, ones that are five comments. short it's kind of like a, a deck of cards the jack isn't as important as the king but in this world the jack is more important than the king up top here you have but we have header, people commenting that, right? like, that the header was built wrong. What I was saying was wrong. What do you think? You're an architect. And I'm like, well, I actually went to architecture school, so fuck you. That's probably helpful. When you have people that come in and just, like, talk shit oh, and yeah. don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, like, definitely. Especially if you engage with that. Do you know who Brendan Schaub is? He has, like, yeah, the fighter and the kid oh, yeah. podcast, Chris King and the Sting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, he's, like, yes. the podcast yes. king now. Yeah. One of the... Th- initially when i started listening to him he was like he doesn't really view the comments or whatever anyway but he was like honestly talk this shit say hate me i don't care i get paid more when you do yeah he's like the more negative comments the more i move up the more of you like go for it send that hate so like when i like after i got off the initial blow of people talking shit on me (laughs) i was like honestly these people's comments are helping our engagement so like and then I was like, and then Gilmore was like, dude, yeah, who do you think's leaving comments like this? Like, what do you think they look like? Mm-hmm. These people's lives are probably terrible. Yeah, it's just people mm-hmm. that think they know shit, but they don't know shit. It's well, dude, and it's also just people that are hiding behind, like, yeah. YouTube yeah, like, accounts. Like, who, you know. Who is Morgana? <laughs> I don't know, but she called you a stud. Yeah. That's not a hater, bro. What kind of, na- or this girl, yo, view crying is okay. Like, read all the replies to this one. <laughs> 
How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm not logged in. I would like that shit. <laughs> that hat, white man, just reminds me of what my girlfriend's husband wears. It's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> so you just confuse all the gay people out here. Yeah, then there's like, Chuck M. My wife and I recently had a few differences. There's no way I'm telling her about these studs. <laughs> yeah, we should have pinned that one. <laughs> yeah, Jack's perpendicular transition. When I was a kid framing, we had trimmers and party walls. It's like, yeah, that's still called trimmers and party walls. If you're, you know, window has one jack and a door opening had two jacks. But yeah, it's because the fucking door opening was 10 feet wide. <laughs> window was 36 inches wide. Like these people obviously just... It's just like mm-hmm. yeah. you're getting worked up. It's like it doesn't hurt me anymore. <laughs> Bro, you're gonna get right on the computer after we leave. Like, no, I won't. You fucking idiot! The I don't even look any. Inches. <laughs> yeah, before I was like being like, "Oh, thanks for your comment. Thanks for your com-. like everyone." Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, thanks for your comment," yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, "Ah, fuck you! I don't even care." Yeah. It's like, yeah. what's the point? I mean, yeah, it's like kind of uh, sometimes like when I don't have anything that I'm doing, I'll just go on Twitter and get in arguments with people. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. I don't get that. Why is that fun? I love arguing. So just oh, in general, okay. it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's verbal jujitsu, mm. you know, like I look at it as a game and it's like, I'm sort of like, I'm working that muscle, you know, that negotiation sales argument muscle. It's all the same thing. Mm. I could see you like correcting people's grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you need an apostrophe in there, big guy. <laughs> yeah, they write a long response. I just respond, U-O-Y apostrophe R-E with a little asterisk. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> a little isn't a word. It's a space in between the like, <laughs> No, I go in on people. I'm like, yeah, that would be a good point, but... Boom, 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 and I rip and they're like, who's this guy? Probably living in his mom's basement. Yeah. It's this dude yeah. over here. Yeah, no, I mean, people call me like... People will be like, oh, it makes sense you would say that gentrifier. Like, what look at his f- bio. He's in real estate. Like, because <laughs> well, I, I tend to comment on people that are like, like, I'll go to like socialists, you know, threads, and then <laughs> I'll comment on them. I'll be like, Dude. <laughs> Call you the disruptor. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I get in there and just rip people up. It's a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for me. That's what I like to do. Yeah. That's why I'm going to start a podcast. I was going to call my podcast Devil's Advocate and have a separate one where I would just bring people on that disagree with me on one subject, and we would just fucking rip about the one subject. Dude, I would just come on and just, like, take the op- opposing point of view mm-hmm. just to see if you can hang. Devil's Advocate, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's what I'm going to do. You got to be real ignorant about it, though. Don't even, like... Let him let him think that he's winning you over. Just be ignorant as fuck about it. Yeah, just be like, yeah, no. I can almost try shit. I'd be like, I could see how you would think that, but no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That just wrong. Yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong. Just come in on a German accent. Be like, this is Hans. That would throw me off. Good evening. <laughs> it's the squeakiness that there is. Be me like, off. today we are talking about nuclear energy. <laughs> I am for nuclear. <laughs> Andrew is not <laughs> dumb. <laughs> um, wait, what else I want to talk to you about? Um, oh, you get one the more jujitsu thing. <laughs> okay, jujitsu, go. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing that for a while, right? Yeah. What? What? Which all ones do you do? Jujitsu? Do you do Muay Thai too? No more boxing or Muay Thai. You used to? I used to box. Yeah. Why'd you stop? Um, it's just not worth the head trauma. It's just not like I. I mean, I was pretty serious into boxing at one point it's just not worth getting hit in the head makes sense 
Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, if somebody I mean, wants to come up to me and throw hands, I'm fucking knocking you out, probably. <laughs> like you got, you got to be ready for it. If you, if like you come up and you're like, I'm like, all right, and you're like we're gonna slap right now. <laughs> Depending um, on who it is, like in the past, I've like had people like when I used to live in Philly, like you'd mm. be out or at a bar or something, we'd get a challenger and you'd see how they'd square up and I'd be like, I'm just going to open hand slap you right now. Mm-hmm. You slap and, people? Oh, instead of punching you, you the fuck out, I'll smack you in the fucking face. Yeah. If I don't think you can hang, I'll slap you. Because then you're just like, slaps it, you in the face, it just like, comes yeah. in so fast and I'm fucking moving and you're yeah. swinging in fucking that air yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> like that, like, and you're just like, oh shit, fuck! Just got I feel smacked. Like Jujitsu is like you're you're more liable to get hurt doing that. But maybe that's just because I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like I went to one or two Jujitsu classes, so I rolled one time with people that like, you know, knew what they were doing, and I was just getting just jacked <laughs> up by people that are like, you know, were way smaller than me. And oh uh, yeah, 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 definitely. It's not like the training though; it's not meant to like hurt one another. No, you. There's a lot of resp- if you're in a gym that you're getting hurt in, you're in a wrong fucking gym. Because, like, right. the whole mentality yeah. of jiu-jitsu is, like, respecting your partner. Because, like, if I hurt you, we can't train anymore. Yeah, I mean. I think With boxing, it's, like, most of the boxing gyms I was in were just, like, a lot of killers in there that are just, yeah. like, trying to prove themselves in whatever division they're in. And they're just going to mm-hmm. try and knock your fucking head off. Mm-hmm. And then you come that. out of there with, like, a fucking concussion for no money. <laughs> it's, like, what's the fucking point of, yeah. like, this head trauma and, like, that repeated you know, yeah. getting fucking whacked in the head all the time after a while. You're just like, what? <laughs> what? Um, no, the, so, like, they, they definitely, the jujitsu gym, what, it was, like, everyone was, like, super respectful, super nice. And, mm. like, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And they were, like, very, very helpful. Mm. But naturally, I'm just, um, you know, competitive. So, like, I'm up in the ante with them. Which is stupid. Which is stupid because if if like if like the if like you have white belt energy and you're just like super tense and like I I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, for sure. Be be a loose noodle, man. Just be humble and be that loose noodle and just learn. No, but it's not even like a humility thing. It's like it's just like I'm like trying. You know what I mean? So I don't know how to like try so that I can get better and push those limits without moving the energy you definitely want to go slow in the beginning like you definitely don't want to try and hang with anybody you want to just be like it's a lot of like mental like it's like like, chess right it's chess yeah dude that's what i liked about it that's what i thought was so cool yeah like it was so mental and you have to come you have to like commit to jujitsu to get yeah you have to go you have to go a few times a week Mm -hmm. so yeah i think i'm gonna start out with some muay thai and like just doing a little bit of jujitsu like maybe once a week Mm -hmm. um and then What's Muay Thai kicking and punching? Muay Thai is, yeah, yeah kicking like and punching, elbows. There's throws in there. Mm-hmm. Um, amateur, there's no throwing. Um, there's no, like, high knees in amateur, too. Like, you can't blast anybody's yeah, knees. Yeah. Um, Muay Thai is definitely, like, a legit sport. Mm-hmm. The thing with, like, Muay Thai is, like, real Muay Thai fighters, like, by the time you're 15 in Thailand, you've had, like, a 1,000 fights. Right. Right. It's like pick up basket, like, and they're just like whacking banana trees with no fucking shin pads on. Dude, I've seen those videos. Those yeah. are nuts. Yeah, I know Crazy. a couple like real deal Muay Thai fighter or who's like a you f- uh, Khalil Roundtree. Um, if you're into Muay Thai, he was he's in the UFC and he was like a really well known Muay Thai fighter. And he's like just a black dude that went to Thailand and was just really good at it. Sick. Huh. Yeah, yeah. They called him when he was in Thailand. They called him the Super Champ, like Super Champ. <laughs> and then when he came here to America, came back to America, everybody was like, "Yeah, Super Champ, Khalil Roundtree." Be like, "It's Super, super Champ." champ. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
didn't uh, quite translate. Yeah, so... It, How long have you been doing the jiu-jitsu? Um, I got into judo first, which is a lot more like throwing. And I did that, like, probably from, like, 20 years old, twenty maybe 21 years old to, like, 24 years old. And then I got into jiu-jitsu, like, after that, um, off and on, just because of, like, moving and different injuries and things like that. But I've been going at it you know for a fair bit of time now you still go like every week uh i'm nursing like a wrist injury right now so i'll probably i'm supposed to do an event on the 16th of april which i'm still gonna do um but i'm not training as like heavy Is that like as a competition was. like an event uh, you go and, and you're gonna compete yeah kind of nice it's like a, a thing yeah what uh what gym are you at uh movement art in richborough you could yo bring up their Instagram page. So there's not a lot of gyms that are competing on this level. Um kind of anywhere. The two dudes I that love that it. name, dude, because like that's how I look at it. It, it is it's like art with yeah. your body. Or yeah, like bring up like Nick's page. Like click on the one picture, the three of them right there, and then like bring up Nick's page. It's probably tagged in there. Yeah. So like all of them are like champ like they're competing on like a like they're professional jiu-jitsu players um like so go to like i mean some of these guys like when they roll like i'll watch so them. like that dude in the center of these three people right here mm-hmm. that's mikey musumechi he's like kind of like the dude let's go to his page and like do like pick up like some bolo moves this dude's like five go up to his bio first yeah so he's five time black belt world champion foreign he and Wananogi, he's like undefeated for like a long fucking time. And wow. he's in his weight class, he's like highly ranked. So like let's go it's down crazy. a little bit you to look like at this kid. He's not like a dangerous looking kid. You know, he's like a uh, he'll kill you. Smaller kid. Yeah, <laughs> he literally would kill you. <laughs> so let's go down keep going down. Does he have some videos of him? Like go go like up to like the one to the left of him with the pasta things. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that one's good too. Any of those. Yeah, so like he's literally just like Bro, go to so like a competition video of him like I'm like drawn in now. I know, right? Every time I see him hopping and I know his weight's on his toes, now I can raise his heel onto my chest. And now I can finish the pull-up again. <laughs> so, Bro, so technical. Like, he's talking about just the, yeah, the like minor goes, shift in his weight. Go How that old is one. this kid? He's in a, he's probably like 24. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Chris, I mean, you mentioned how many black belt and shotgun ankle lock that he does. Yeah, gets some nice finishes, doesn't he? Kev's got some Oh, later, dude. Very rare you see him get leg locked. Very rare, I can't even remember. Um, but Kev's still withstanding it. Oh, oh, oh he shot the... Dude, the crazy yeah, thing I, is, you see these guys, they're not, like, working hard, it looks like. No, you're you not supposed I mean? to work hard. Like, well, like, in competition, you're working. See, like, so I'm, scroll, like, shooting Scroll down a little bit more. There's, like, his Instagram is... We gotta talk to him about it. <laughs> okay, go back Firing up a little up bit. Media go to the center one with him pouring olive oil in the pasta and put the audio on. This is my guy here. <laughs> 
You know, here's this. Yes. It's so Can you get him a wheelchair, it's such please? good quality olive oil that they don't even change the pH levels in it. What do you mean the oil? I need a lot of. <laughs> yeah, so like he's literally dedicated his whole life to jujitsu and pasta. Oh my god, bro! Look how much cheese he's putting on there. Perfect. Good. He's like Jiu-jitsu and pasta? Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting mix. Yeah. But, like, to get to his level, like, you yeah. literally have to be just 100% jiu-jitsu. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like, this kid does it, like, Probably every not single for, day. This isn't going to happen for any of us here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's not even what I'm, like, going for with it. I just, I went to the one class, and I just really, um, like, got, like, already immediately got almost addicted to, like, the chess aspect of it. Mm. You yeah. You know, like figuring out how to move your body in a specific way that's strategic. Yeah, so there's um, Marcelio Garcia, MG. That's a good gym in the city. Um, Should make a note of this. See if you can pull, maybe pull that up, and then we'll we'll close this out. Marcelio Garcia. I think there's Marcelo. I don't think there's an eye in there now that I think that. There we go. Is there an eye? No. So, like, this is in the city. This is the dude here? Yeah, he's he's pretty. Uh, he, you know, who Sean Brady is the uh, UFC fighter. He uh, trains at that gym. Oh, really? There's a bunch of like pretty big people that train at their gym, but that's like a real jujitsu gym. Yeah, the MMA gyms are kind of um, not talking shit on them. They're just like it, you can't be good at all of those things. Training at a, like the like MMA gyms, there's a lot of like. And I'm going out here on a limb, an Andrew Man limb here. There's a lot of douchebaggery that goes on in a lot of those gyms. I know some of them that are pretty, that are owned by good people and they, like they are mm. good, but they're very rare. Usually, it's like an MMA gym. It's just like mm. very. You get a bunch of people in there that'll be like, "I'm going to fight MMA." It's yeah, like there's yeah. no such thing as MMA. It's like a combination. Like you have to like study all the disciplines right. and combine them to be MMA. There isn't like a if you're going to a place that's, like, teaching you purely cage fighting, it's, like, not – it's kind of weird to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure it's effective at Each some level. Each of them is a specialty, you're saying. It's like yeah, like, all the professional fighters I know, they go to, like, you know, in the morning, they'll go to the boxing gym then mm. or striking or whatever mm. they're doing, Muay Thai, and then, like, they'll take a break, and then the afternoon or midday they'll go to jiu-jitsu, and then at night they'll go to wrestling, and they'll, like, combine all of those technicalities into, like, their game. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, yeah, I think I'm going to start out with just this one that I was looking at does. Um, I mean, I already did one. I didn't really love it. Mm. Like, a little douchebaggery. So, yeah, <laughs> I switched to a second one. I'm trying that out next week. Um, but they have like they have just uh, Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. That's probably pretty good then. So because they probably have different people teaching mm. the dude who's got his who's like running the Jiu Jitsu program is probably not the Muay Thai guy. Right. If he is, then like. Red flag. Yeah, because it's just like you—you you have your discipline. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like you might be a good fighter. You might have good stand up and good Muay Thai like skills, but like your background's in Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. So it's like you wouldn't be like a lot of people wouldn't be caught teaching both of those things. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I'm sure there's the rare dude that I don't know about. Right. right. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Street lethal, but like yeah. a lot of the Jiu Jitsu, like sport Jiu Jitsu, there's like self defense Jiu Jitsu. There's there's like shit that you would use in the sport and competition that like you would absolutely not use in the street. Yeah, and there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like kind of like, what are you into it for? Yeah. Like some people are like, specifically women um, are like, oh, I want to learn jujitsu for self-defense. It's like, okay, you want to go to like a place that's like got that mindset. Mm -hmm. If you go to like the gym I train at, like they're geared to win competitions. Like they're doing yeah. moves to win in competition. Yeah. Like if you're on the ground in the street, like you're going to be much, you're going to be doing things much different. It's like a self-defense class will have aspects of jujitsu, but it's not. Gonna, yeah. You're not going to probably find that at a jujitsu gym. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well. I'm you got excited. any more add to add to this, mess? What about jujitsu or anything? I don't know. You've been doing it too. No, I I, I would like to, but yeah, you know, yeah. Actually, just had a because I don't want to get into another tangent, but you know, I'm right now. Yesterday, I had a meeting with my girl because um, that sounded wanna, important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today the other day we had a, a household board meeting. <laughs> well, yeah, it was about like prioritizing our time, and you know, yeah. we want to be better people, so. Mm -hmm. We kind of like got together cleaning lists, how, how our diet's going to be, yeah, nice. or exercise is going to work out to be like. Set some personal goals. For exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess after having that meeting, I kind of want to see where I can probably fit in something like that, like some jujitsu or maybe mm -hmm. get back into soccer or something. Because yeah. that's something I've been lacking recently. Is, Soccer's coming up. Yeah. 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 Just like being more active in sports because I used to play right. a lot of sports growing up. Yeah. And the past year or two, I haven't really been doing any of that. So. Let's For let's sure. make Formula One our activity. Yeah. Every time someone gets lapped or passed, we have to do push-ups. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna like fa fail out at eighty, but you know I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So I was I like, mean, I want to play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> like, We're gonna watch Formula One <laughs> and do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> we used to but do yeah, that. I feel that though. I I I have the same kind of craving where I'm like I don't really play sports anymore but growing up i was every season i had a different sport I was exactly playing, so like i definitely miss that i also like i like the doing the jujitsu and the muay thai stuff because i'm so bad at it mm. and it's like nerve-wracking dude like i'm going in there it's something where you can get hurt i don't know shit and i don't know anyone there i'm going by myself and i suck mm -hmm. so it's like this mix of things where it's like very very humbling and you learn a lot right yeah. on the front end because i don't know anything you know like my bucket is completely empty so it's kind of a cool uncomfortable situation That's to put sick. myself in. Yeah, when I look for jujitsu gyms, I look for like the mentality of the gym. Like, am I gonna be friends with these people? Mm. Like that's really what I'm like if I'm not gonna be friends with you outside of here, I don't want to train with you. Yeah. Because no, like I, I've trained at places where everybody leaves and it's just like, all right, cool. See you next yeah. class. Yeah, right. Thanks. I agree. I want to go to dinner after and like get like drinks, whatever afterwards yeah. and like go watch whatever game is on after or do Formula One. Street. Yeah, watch yeah, yeah. One. yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, that's sick though. Yeah, jujitsu is. Uh, I'd definitely like to get into it, but again, mm -hmm. I have to see where I would have to fit that into my schedule and shit. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, I want to learn how to defend myself. And, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Dude, Gilmar, we know you can throw hands. <laughs> can I? I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's get the gloves. We're gonna get the gloves out on Saturday. <laughs> oh, shit. Every time someone gets slapped, we hook each other. <laughs> yeah, when we when we were kids, my brother and I would fight all the time. Mm -hmm. That's probably why it's like you know we were pretty successful at it because like yeah. I mean he was pretty successful at it because he was like smaller than me for a long time. So then it was just like he took the beatings like a champ. <laughs> He's a super champ. So there it is. Um, you know, those like sock em boppers. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. So like somebody got us a set of those, but like they only came with two. So you had to get a two sets. Yeah. So we were like, Oh, what do we do with these? And I'm like, all right, well I'll put one on my fist. You put one on your fist <laughs> yeah. and we'll tie yeah. our hands behind our back. <laughs> so we, the way we used to settle disputes is we put the sock em boppers on. This is like, we're under 10 years old in yeah, this in this right. scenario nice. and we would grab the back of our pants and just you had to like 
put your shoulder up to like yeah. block the shots and then get your <laughs> fucking fist up with it. Yeah, so <laughs> learn learn how to fight with one arm, <laughs> and then when you, you get your second gym. one in there, now you're good to go. Yeah, it's like, wait, one. I can fight with two hands. Yeah. When we were kids, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean we we beat each other up as kids. Like I dislocated my brother's jaw when we were kids. My brother oh knocked my out God. my my brother knocked out my front teeth a week later, like with a. <laughs> fucking flying kick off the couch hit me right in the face <laughs> took me out my my dad pried my teeth straight with a pair of pliers LA. yeah in the kitchen yeah it was fucking blood everywhere oh, he's shit. like you shouldn't have fucked your brother up last weekend <laughs> i heard about that he's got you back you gotta watch out for those kicks man <laughs> i'm like i didn't know we were kicking like <laughs> yeah. i thought this was fists only New just rules, jumped baby. off the couch and was like, what the <laughs> <laughs> I was like boom took it right to the face that's hilarious dude. yeah that's see? probably a great upbringing though now you're just good I mean, okay, yeah. somewhat. Yeah. somewhat. There's always a bigger fish. Now you're slapping people in bars. <laughs> not, <laughs> I'm not, not slapping any, people in bars. Not anymore. <laughs> it's been a while since I've slapped anybody. It's probably been like a good three or four years. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't really go out to bars anymore you're because of that shit. Slapping. Yeah, somebody's probably gonna get slapped soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the long. world, the world behaving the way they are. If like one more person brings up like Ukraine or like the election this year, I'm gonna smack. <laughs> <laughs> so the midterms ah! <laughs> yeah i feel that so let's go to a bar together <laughs> <laughs> you like run away <laughs> he starts arguing with people like he likes to do and then he's yeah like, right so <laughs> I got my guy <laughs> so, yo you're coming at him all wrong i'm gonna smack you yeah exactly. you'd be like whoa whoa trying to get him on the podcast be like not tonight <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the fights I've been in at bars were, like, with my own friends. Really? Like, not us fighting other people. It would be, like, someone so had, like, said something too far and, like, mm. insulted them. And they're like, we're, all right, let's do it. Let's right, fight mind, outside. Let's not go to a bar together. Dude, <laughs> dude we, fought, we had a fight one time go from three different locations. It literally, like, and, like, we were so hammered like, that, like, we had to fill in different parts of the night from each other. Mm. And then, like, I had cameras on my house and, like... The, the way the night ended is like how the f- the like the fight that like it escalated like it started with like a bigger kid that I'm friends with like trying to like rough me up outside of the first bar mm. and I just shoved him into a car and he hit his head on the car and got knocked out so when he woke came to he was pissed <laughs> <laughs> so then we kept like at the next bar he was like talking shit like and I was like dude I'll fucking knock your ass out again I don't care how big you are <laughs> and then like he like slept my one buddy on the street like just like hit him too hard and knocked him like knocked him into a car like it just like kept getting bigger he hit my buddy again i hit him with a kick like my buddy ran away almost got hit by a car on broad street like Jesus. this huge mess of, <laughs> dude, i was like 23 24 wild night and then uh like I, we just lost track of everybody mm. and i'm like all right cool i guess i'm just gonna go back to my house everybody's staying at my house like figure it the fuck out i yeah. guess yeah. so like slowly people started trickling back like i had a white door and blood on it the next day <laughs> oh i have like camera footage of, like the one big dude and my other buddy like he like um basically there was like somebody at one point in the fight like like everybody carries like weapons for self-defense obviously so somebody like was hammered and was like all right let's lay him down on the street here but like nobody understood what was going on so somebody got knocked out because of that (laughs) (laughs) and then like the one kid that got knocked out first like his phone broke in like the melee of events like this was like three rounds Mm -hmm. and he's like the video we had of my backyard was like my one buddy and him arguing and him being like you broke my fucking phone i'm like asleep at this point 
my ex-girlfriend's like still at work working night shift does have no idea what she's coming home to and they're arguing in the backyard and my other buddy takes his phone out and was like fuck your phone and smashes his phone on the <laughs> ground and oh, the next day we were fucking eating pho in the morning just being like oh dude that got way out of hand we can't invite that kid over anymore to be like it was you that started it like it was just like and then like a couple of those things happen you grow up and you're just like what are, like what are we doing we're yeah. adults yeah. now like what, what are we doing yeah. I, we can't invite him over with this kid <laughs> like i so i just stopped hanging out yeah <laughs> i just uh, i just stopped i was like dude this is like it's is that too much this is too much yeah it sounds like you were the x factor there <laughs> they started being like yo we can't invite andrew over <laughs> yeah i mean i haven't been invited out in a while yeah <laughs> yeah no nah. Um, I'll, go, I'll still go out with you. I'm down. Yeah, no, that's fine, dude. Yeah. I'm reformed now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Now I'm an adult now. Calm. This was like ten years ago. I'm right. good to go. <laughs> He's got a golden retriever now, you know. Yeah, yeah got, exactly. Yeah, I mean, do you, why? Like everybody's like, why do you have a service dog? It's like, well, you live by the gun, die by the gun, right? <laughs> just, just that one trauma, traumatic event. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, this was a good time. Yeah, it was. Uh, hey, always good coming out here, talking yeah. with you boys. Yeah, dude, thanks for the cheesesteaks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Appreciate that. Suburbs yeah. cheesesteaks. Just so, yeah, they're not as good as in the city. Yeah, yeah. it was actually pretty good. It was good. I like that. Yeah, spot. Buckingham Pizza is all right. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, Add. I mean, it's nice that you guys have this office in the middle of all this stuff. Yeah, like that's it. it's kind of easy to go get food at lunchtime. Yeah, if we're right. if I'm here, I'm not really in the office like mm. a whole lot. I yeah, should be in here more than I'm not. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I should be in here more than I am. What, are you just usually bouncing around at jobs? Yeah, I'm just bouncing around putting fires out, and then yeah. I'm like, fuck, where'd the day go? Yeah. Gotta get these contracts out for the oh third day in a row. <laughs> I didn't drink my bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slam it so I can slap you. <laughs> you want a shot? <laughs> no. I was like, ah, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. You get Silas the- brought us that. The Manhattan, the Jefferson, Jeffersons. Yeah, yeah. Silas is is the man. Yeah, he's the man. Love him. Shout out to Silas. Mm-hmm. Shout out Silas. Um. So Andrew and Tyler, Axe Philly, hit us up at Axe Philly. Yeah. We both deleted our personal Instagrams, so we just got the company. It's a good move. Yeah. 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 Good I move. I was like I deleted mine for a week, just to be like, you know, I just want to you know take a week off. Mm. I like to do that with like everything, so I'm not addicted needing anything. Uh, and then after a week, I was like, honestly, I feel like I'm past the hump where, like, now I don't really crave going on it. Yeah, that's you sick. Know? And, yeah, now I get my dopamine elsewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, fighting with people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this fucking into. hypocrite. <laughs> it's like, into. I got rid of my Instagram, Yo. but you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> now you got more time to argue. At socialist hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, capitalism forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, a 20-minute timer set on my Instagram. So, like, after I use 20 minutes, it's it. Mm-hmm. Done. Done for the That's day. That's a good way to do it, too. Yeah, I mean, I like posting, like, the what I'm doing videos. Like, this mm-hmm. is what's going on. No, there's a, a way to use it in a healthy way, for yeah. sure. But yeah. um, I people are all, all the time. Like, my mom sends me, like, 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 I literally could log into my thing right now, and I probably have, like, 17 messages from my mom of, like, Golden Retriever videos. <laughs> That's nice. It's like, have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? That's really nice. I like Honestly, this. Honestly, when I am in a bad mood, I'm gonna ask you for a picture of Squishy Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he's the best. Look at him. Yeah, just chilling. Just chilling. Chilling. Can't turn the camera to him, but he's like got his face smushed against the tripod leg <laughs> while he's on the couch. The good guy. Hopefully, he doesn't like hop off and take out all these cameras. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, bro, he's beat. You 
running him around all day long. Well, he literally goes everywhere with me. So, like, at night, dude, we still got to get our second workout in. So, (laughs) now he's toast. No, he's not. He's going to be working. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah. Next uh, time at our office. Oh, we we keep saying that. Yo, next time, actually, though, that'd be sick. We're gonna we're gonna get it ready. It's gonna be done. We're gonna hold you to it. Next yeah. time you're like, "Could we do a podcast?" Tyler will hit me up. You want to do a podcast? I'll be like, "At your place, set it up." Yeah. Andrew will be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> no! Time is now. <laughs> Finish your fucking office." God. All right. Yeah. Well, we're about to start framing soon, so we'll let you know. All right. Nice. Once it's framed, dude, we're done. It's just we're having a little issue with our uh, our foundation sub right now. We had him on three jobs, and it was just like it was brutal. And it was one of those situations where like. He's like halfway done underpinning, and then we can't find him. And then to bring someone else out is just tough because no one wants to take over that liability. No, yeah, I get that. Been there. Yeah. Been I, there. Difficult one, situation. One time, had a guy form a foundation down in the city, and it wasn't done or inspected, so we had to like break it apart. And as we were breaking it apart, we found like a bag of like a trash bag with shit in it, <laughs> like inside the inside the foundation. Oh my god. I was like, what is this fucking guy? <laughs> just just filling it up with whatever. Yeah, just filling it up <laughs> yeah. with whatever. Um, <laughs> crazy. These people are nuts. Philly contractors, watch yeah. ma- watch out for those boys. Yeah, literally. Everybody's trying to make a dollar right now. True that. But um, thanks for listening. Hitting this, hit the subscribe button. Uh, comment on the video. We read the comments, obviously. Oh, we're going to be coming back. <laughs> <at you laughs> <and comment. laughs> Go ahead. So... <laughs> Uh, if you want to be on the episode, um, hit us up. And then if you want to be on Andrew's podcast, um, hopefully. Don't they hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Give me six months. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah. you. Peace. Thanks.